What's good, everybody? Welcome to another album review over here on the Head Space Podcast. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and today we are live on Twitch talking about K Reno's brand new project, A Long Short Way. This shit is anticipated and waited upon, and a lot of people have been watching. A lot of people knew this was coming, and a lot of people have been hungering for a brand new K Reno project. So, guess what in a long short way we're gonna get to talking about each of the songs up on this album um so yeah i'm doing this live on twitch for those watching if you do feel that that's super cool you can all uh you know support the channel for uh patreon.com slash behind that suit if you're down for the cause and all of that stuff and i don't know you can just go ahead and support k reno i'm gonna put links in description to all of his stuff the man is very independent as i understand it and the facts of the matter is y'all could buy his book Y'all could buy his CDs. Yo, listen, before we really, really get into it, it's going to be a personal thing. K-Reno, K-Reno did like an interview up on this channel, right? Like, maybe not the Twitch, but on the YouTube side of things. And that was like mad heartfelt, right? Like, I had K-Reno's interview as the banner for my Facebook profile, that picture for like, what, two years maybe? Or I don't know, whenever the four piece came out, that's when we did the interview, that like January. And it was... It was just insane, right? Like, K. Reno was so gracious with his time to, like, talk to us and stuff. And a whole bunch of time has passed since then. And I don't know, man. Like, my cousin, you know, is, like, able to connect with K. Reno. And he's super, like, keeps his ear to the streets. And I watched this, like, community galvanize around him. And, like, I love the passion that K. Reno brings out of people. And it's just so interesting for me to see. Plus, he's so educational with this platform. And I think that's super cool, too. I think he goes out of his way a lot to use his platform for good. And I don't know. I guess my brain is just where it's at today. It's in a weird kind of day. And I like to start off each of my episodes kind of contextualizing my familiarity with the artist so that each person that's there can has a good understanding of how I feel about like the album coming into it. So K Reno was somebody that like my cousin spent of uh, my cousin Steven Ryu. Uh that's how K Reno said it the first time. They have like the heavy emphasis on the Ryu. Anyway. And uh I don't know. He was like pushing him on me for a minute and I didn't take it that serious. Uh and then we ended up doing what is it, Mightier Than the Sword. And that was a cool album. I was very impressed with the versatility of song topics. And just the way that K Reno really adhered to rhyming, but didn't rely heavy on shock value or anything along those lines. It seemed mostly just to be like a guy coming up with concepts for songs and putting them down in a really, really creative way. And I really appreciated that. I'm not going to lie. Then he did the four piece and I'm in like my super fucking try to get as many album reviews out as I can grind and like I was on vacation and I don't know man the lyrics weren't up online I spent a fucking long time writing K Reno lyrics out in my note file and then he agreed to do that interview which is crazy so boom 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 now we have all these content pieces with K Reno's name on the channel and it's really cool because yo there's these fans that just keep coming back like there's a couple of names I almost expect to see show up in the YouTube comment at this point a couple of these people have added me to Facebook and like really like are cool fucking people okay like it's it's actually pretty interesting to me how how widespread and deep that fan base goes um so I, I really just kind of thought that was cool 
Then he drops the album uh, earlier this year. I do that. I enjoy it a lot. There's a lot of good bops and bangers on that one. So I guess I'm really just impressed for this project, and I'm really just excited to hear it. I know that Reno's going to be bringing a lot of versatile and interesting ideas coming into this. I see that feature list, and I recognize a couple of names, so that's cool. I haven't heard a lot of stuff where Reno has worked with other people uh, since I've been looking into him, and uh, I think it's cool to get that experience. Uh, I like the album cover. I think it's nice. I think it has a good feel to it. It just kind of feels like K-Reno has come a long way. I feel like there's a lot of history in that cover when you take a look at it. A lot of little figures, like, and it's commenting, oh, is that or is that really commenting on, like, how far black people have come as a people, right? Oh, it is. It, it is a really good cover. I really like the cover. Now, the cover has grown on me significantly since I took the time to sit here and take a little gander at this cover. Um, That's fucking cool. I feel it. I really respect that a lot. It tells an entire story if you look at it as you like go from the bottom right and you move your eyes across, you get like one era of history and then it's almost like as you go up the album it goes into more recent times and then in the center just the way Kirino is so bold and prominent. It's kind of cool. It's like he's a, a figurehead for that. I, I really appreciate that. Anyway, I have a lot more to say. A long short way as an interesting title there. Um, especially now that I'm thinking about the context of like the history of black people in America. And it's like, it's a, it's an interesting title cause you've come a long way, but it could also be construed as a short way in the period of time. But maybe it's just a long way to go, but maybe it's just a short way to go. I don't know what the full context of the album's theme is yet, but I like the way that he's playing with time and the way that K Reno does when he constructs bars and creates almost impossible tangent, like impossibilities, things that almost contradict each other in nature when you try to wrap your head around them. But when you really think about the poetic element of what he's saying, it kind of makes sense at the same time. So that's really fucking cool. It's a good title. Um, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. I haven't heard this album yet. I'm going to go listen to it right now, which all of y'all live on this stream. And then I'll tell you what I think about each song, starting with the intro. That's cool. Um, this is with uh, Pod Empire, I guess. That's who he's working with with them. They hit him up. They set up this collaboration, I'm guessing. And why? Because Kirino just spent some time telling us. He got this smooth beat underneath them. It's got a classic kind of sound to it. It just kind of rolls. And I like it because, I mean, there's a lot of things an introduction can do. And I think Kirino just takes advantage of one of the main ones, which is explaining how the album came to be and and the history a little bit behind it right because who why is k reno collaborating with these people what is the story i bet he got asked that question so many times that he felt absolutely compelled to just create this introduction i understand that because i introed my album the alabama quebec connect with a similar style thing where i describe the point of the title of the album because people just kept asking me so fuck it you want to know this into the project and I kind of think it's a smart marketing move because now he can kind of do the same thing, right? So he can now do it as like, big bro, Kirito videos. He can kind of drop down and be like, yo, y'all can come check that out and just listen to the album and you'll know what the fuck it's about. Um, anyway, that was really cool. I think it's a strong intro, actually. I'm going to give it a 4.25. It's like, it doesn't do a lot for me, but like, it's also nice sounding. I think the little part at the end when he says something with the mix and then it just kind of chops it up and it starts mixing is kind of cool. Like it kind of cuts and it just kind of like responds in like a break the fourth wall kind of way to what's being said on the song. I thought that was a nice little element. So it definitely gets that point two five. On that note, let's move into the first real track featuring Renetta Spencer called A Hard Time. I hope y'all are ready because I certainly am. 
All right, that was an interesting start to the album, right? So the first track's a history lesson on the beginning of the project, so I think it is a little bit of an appropriate thing to follow that up into being a history lesson into the man's career. So, I mean, Carino starts in, like, the 80s, right? Like, this guy's been around since, like, the old times. But if you look at the trajectory of his career, he, he fought and he fought and he struggled for a long time. But I would argue now he's finally really come into his stride. He's cultivated this fan base that really supports him. People actually buy his shit, like, not, like, fake buy his shit. Like, I've seen multiple motherfuckers posting pictures of his book, right? All sorts of real support coming in. And I like how he's taking this time to go, yo, you look at me today and now in your life, right? And then as we walk through the story of his career where the labels didn't want to sign him and he was so desperate and thirsty for it, but that ended up being a blessing because at the end of the day, like, you know, that wouldn't have been good for his long-term career. And even though it was a struggle and even though it was a hard time and even though the game chewed him up and spit him out, blessed with this beautiful chorus that just was uplifting and gorgeous to listen to, complimenting the total theme of the song, I feel like we're left with this situation where K. Reno closes it at the end. But, like, he stuck with it. And even though it was a harsh and vicious game to play, he still loves it. And because he stuck with it, like, he won. And I kind of like that because, yo, sometimes you have days where you wake up and it's fucking hard and you don't want to do your shit. It's just hard, okay? Like, you don't want to fucking do it and you just feel like the worst shit in the world is going to happen and everything bad, right? But then when you fight through all that shit and you figure out how to get your head back in the game and you deal with the harder times and the harder moments and you pursue the positive goals, inevitably shit just kind of goes your way. Inevitably. You don't control when, but it's going to happen. And the more you see it, more the positive goes and you know what listening to this song i instantly felt myself going i would rather listen to this a hundred times in a day than anything on that last eminem album because yo the last eminem album may have been flashy may have had a lot of like whatever his bars and shit but like this song made me feel better about myself <laughs> okay this song made me feel better I don't know. I don't want to listen to Eminem doing better than me. I want to listen to K. Reno like encouraging me to keep grinding because yo he did it and he he was at it way longer than I've been at it. If K. Reno can do it, so can I. That's the feeling I'm left with it. My grades in this are gonna count for fucking shit because it's the first time I'm hearing each of these songs. So I'm gonna give it a four and a half on five because. I don't need to go through the bars. Y'all know it was just some well-written shit that Karina did. Honestly, the lyrics aren't on genius. What am I going to do? Karina fans listen to lyrics. They don't feel the need to fucking write them on genius. Karina fans can fucking quote all the fucking lyrics at me. And I won't be able to quote them at you. So I'm not going to try. I'll just tell you what I feel when I listen to these songs. I really like this. 4.5. Good vibe. Next up is called A Long Short Way. The Yo, 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 I'm not even lying. I wasn't expecting to, like, feel myself wanting to turn up to history lessons on colonial slaveries and shit. Like, that's a vibe that I can get behind. That's not satirical. That's not fucking jokes. I was feeling myself turning up while K. Reno was having an honest conversation about the history of black people in the country of America and this continent and the way that they've been treated. I love the way he's like, yo, I wasn't alive back then, but I read about it. That's a really interesting point, right? I don't know if you've actually read about anything from that era, but, like, there's some pretty, like, serious shit. Like, there was this book I read about uh, slave revolt in Jamaica in the 1800s, and the way that these people treated these slaves is, like, you can't really picture it. I can't say it because it's pretty graphic, but it's the type of shit where when you actually visualize the words and realize this is some real shit, 
it's like wow it adds this layer of depth that's like deeper so when you hear that as like a white person is one thing so i can only imagine if it's your people right like that's some next level like fucking shit to have to process and then you think about the 60s which is even closer you know like people have family members and stuff that's alive in that time your mom your grandma your, your other you know people and so he walks us through that little journal journey as he kind of comments on it and this is just kind of the history of the peoples right and it's a really good follow-up to the last song right because of the struggle of himself followed by the struggle of his people but what i thought was like really cool was the last verse where he talks about how he's focused on the issues of systemic problems of today, like generational wealth and just the general knowledge of the, uh, you know, how to actually fix some of these societal issues. And he lays it all down into this verse with a lot of eloquence and grace over this high pass beat with this flow. That's just dope. You just want to listen to that flow. You just want to listen to every single word. And when you actually take the time to listen, you're getting schooled. But at the same time, you want to turn up. And I'm like, this is actually a really great combination of things that's happening. I feel like it shows Karina is trying to tap in a little bit to a younger set of people so that he can spread his message to people who need to hear it the most. Like, sometimes people think like that, like you want, you just preach to the converted and that's enough, right? Like, cool, you got all the people that already believe this shit. But the, the, the truth is, like when you're doing a message like this, it's sometimes about preaching to people that had never heard it before. And if you have like the knowledge set of a Kirino and you're willing to fuck with this kind of a sound and do something so cool with the beat, like that's amazing. That's what I personally would rather listen to than say Eminem, where he's gonna make jokes about Billie Eilish and peeing on shit. Like, nah, get Kirino, get challenge my fucking white privilege and shit. Let's do it, dog, and make me wanna turn up while I'm doing it. That's some fire to me. That's all I'm trying to say. This shit's a four and a half on five. Maybe it's a five. I don't really know. We'll call it a really good song. I want to listen to it another time is really what I'm trying to convey to people. I would recommend this if you're into like, because yo, you can turn up and you finna learn. All right, let's talk about the next track, which could be a little more braggadocious. It's called Merkin Melody. Oh, that was some fuegos as far as that term goes. Um, I guess like this is it. Like, why am I gonna sit there and listen to Eminem make fucking pee jokes when like Kareno is gonna be sitting here? Look, those flows were fire. All right, I don't care who you are. That was some fire fucking flows. The wordplay on every single line of that song is an innovative, creative little pun of some kind. Where, look, is Eminem's puns brilliant? Sure, but like when you break down the bars, they're kind of stupid. Carino's are just kind of old man flossy, and I think that's what I like about it. He's saying shit like, I wish I couldn't, I could unwrite the greatest line so I could write it again. Like, and he just says it with like a Jay Z level of confidence. And I don't know, there's no insecurity in Carino's delivery. Carino knows in his heart and soul he's the best rapper alive and he convey he conveys that empirically in his flow is it true i don't know but you can't convince k reno he's not the best rapper alive if k reno went at eminem in a rap battle right now it'd be very interesting because eminem's confidence is shook and k reno is fucking ready to go so who would actually win that i could not tell you oh if they do some track for track shit where eminem can run i'm saying like fucking in your face rap battle shit i would love to see that actually because honestly i'm annoyed with eminem and his whiny ass shit but k reno here is giving me exactly what i needed there that beat was fucking ridiculous it was such an enjoyable turn up experience for me and k reno's chorus that na 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 like that was a hook 
hook, yo. It got me ensnared. It got me really interested. It got me really fucking fired up for that situation. And then the wordplay across the entire song is just smart shit, okay? I think that's what it is. Like, look, a lot of the greatest lyricists, that's they say smart things, okay? They don't just say fucking piss and fart. Okay, I'm going to be done with the Eminem shit after this track. I promise I won't stick on this point. But, like, flat out, it's just like, yo, I feel like this one song mercs the whole album, okay? It was that good. It was that fucking fire to me. It's so good. This Carino shit. Not that it's shit. It's just well-constructed. He had three verses, but again, because he's constantly saying new things I can't quote for you because it's not on the internet and my brain's blanking, you just felt interested. I felt like I, I even had to, like, stop moving at a certain point because, like, I was just listening, and it was just such, like, a... Constant array of what's he gonna say next and I feel like that's what a lot of people feel about Eminem But what Eminem chooses to go on about is weird Whereas any time I break down a K Reno bar it sounds boss to me Like I don't know like being able to drop a line so good you can't beat it So you feel like you're just the best but fuck it if you could unwrite it You know you could do it again at least that's a way to flex the fact that you've done everything before in a way that doesn't sound weak. It's like you're your only competition. Whereas you don't hear Karina going, Well, well, people are gonna make reviews about me and not like me. So yo, Karina just got like out of respect. Maybe the back to back and doing M first was the right move for me to appreciate this album. But yo, straight up I'm gonna get this a four and a half on five. Extremely, extremely fucking re-listenable. Fire tone shifts like all three of these tracks have sounded drastically differently and from an album placement perspective i like the fact that k reno after dropping some history he knew he had to make it fun again he had to turn it up again he had to get you stop thinking because if he made you think too much you might be like oh it's too much education because you know how people is so now he's got you snared you don't know what's coming next with still i rise it could be education it could be fun but it does have fucking friends so who is excited to listen to Still I Rise. That was a cool song. Um, I like Kirino's part. I feel like it's again a bit about a struggle and his overcoming of it. But I like the fact that instead of drilling in again on himself, which from a uh, album, yo, that light lyric is proper. I was even thinking about it from Spades. Oh, damn, that was powerful. If you're black or brown, the cops will cap your ass before they pat you down. That was in the third verse brought up. I couldn't tell you which one was which. I'm super sorry. So I'm going to assume C. Green did the third verse and Kidrick James did the second. I could be wrong. So sorry if I am. But yeah, I like the fact that it was super serious, but still had that like powerful, almost him-like experience that came from that hook. Motivational, lift you up type of shit. Like it's heavy out there, but it's okay. We're going to make it. it was the vibe I took from that chorus. But again, I like how each of the verses... Instead of just having K Reno, because we already kind of had a little bit of K Reno struggle brought through the last few songs, right? Or the first two at least. Then as we move into this one, instead of just kind of dominating that theme again, he brings in some friends who have their shared experiences, who are also in like maybe a similar mind space as K Reno, who feel that in light of the persecution in the world, there's still a way to overcome and, and come back from that. And just they're still going to rise and whatnot. So I think the guest verses here were absolutely brilliant and added like a whole different shades of perspective and style onto the song so that it it just came out fresh and alive like i really really liked that third verse i liked the kind of faster paced rhythm that came with it i liked the fact that it started off with like a prayer to god and i'm sorry i don't remember the second verse as well but the third verse stood out to me a lot like he just prays to god 
And then he proceeds to kind of like comment on the more social issues that are affecting him. Like the fact it's, it's, it's such a crazy experience to have to wonder if the police are going to kill you. Like, I know it's not a thousand percent my reality in any way, shape or form. Like I just, I just don't fully understand that. I'm not really that afraid of the police. I'm not going to lie. So when I hear words like that, even myself, I'm just left to be like, wow, that's a real experience that a lot of shared, like it's a shared experience that a lot of people actually have. But then when you have that chorus come back in and after you've had to have those heavy feelings, the fact is they lift you up again and they don't leave you in the dark place of emotional depth, but you're still left with the imprint of having to consider real life shit. This is a really great use of music in 2020. Just some grown man stuff. I don't know how else to put it. I really appreciated this song. Sonically, the beat is less my cup of tea. I'm not as into the soulful stuff. That's just stylistic preferences. But it's obviously, well, to me, it's extremely well made. It just sounds beautiful as a package. A lot of people I know would really vibe to this. It's a 4.25. I really, really like it. I don't have anything more to comment on this one. The next track, and we're going to play it all together, is called Never Loved You. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this song is a double entendre to both the women's and the hip-hops out there and the systems and the, the cultures and everything that people try to buy into, and I really like that kind of a thing. I also really like the guitars. I'm a sucker for that. I like the way Kirino did that hook. I think the chorus sounded real dope. I like the, just the way it come through with that harsh, like, fool, she never loved you. It's stuck in my head already. That's some good writing to me. Um, Bars is cool, man. I like the fucking features. Um, I like the fact that, again, he's laying down just like this honest perspective. Lyrics aren't in my face. I can't tell you any of the shit verbatim, but I can tell you I fucking love the way each of these guys sounded on this beat in contrast to each other while sticking to the main central theme of the album, which is definitely the experience of being black and their experience of being black and just kind of conveying it in a really uplifting way um not necessarily like uplifting but there's like an intensity to this right like a charged up marching kind of vibe to it where yes there's a struggle but like they're they're with you in this they're like soldiers on the battlefield and it's the kind of like main energy of it again i'm not a thousand percent sure which one is which but i'm pretty sure dougie d because i think the order on spotify is the order of the verses i think like unofficially that's what everyone does i've, I've mostly noticed that but it's not like 100% because motherfuckers is inconsistent with this shit. But, so I'm going to go Big Pup did that cool groovy second verse. And Dougie D did that like again. Like a, just a completely different vibe. This like upbeat kind of verse. And it just kind of makes the whole song kind of rounded out. Like this whole experience that's kind of dope. But like when you actually stop to like listen to the words. Yo, there's knowledge there. There's cleverness there. It's like kind of motivate. I don't know. It's just what I would rather listen to. You know, like I think this is pretty fucking cool. I thought this was another good one. Like I'm already like incentivized to go back and listen to this song again. Do I think it is the greatest song I've ever heard? No, but it's fucking fresh sounding. It has like a great mix. It sounds good in my headphones. The knowledge is there. The vibe is there. This whole album is making me move and it's making me think. I don't know what else I could fucking ask for. But let's talk about... I, I gave it a four and a half. Like I said, my grades don't fucking count when it's the first fucking listen. But we are going to now check out for the very first time. So for those of you that are in the chat for this part, like, you know, I'm probably just going to, like, play the song and maybe, like, I got to listen to it. But, yo, we're all going to check out together. Who do you believe in? Alright, yo, shout out Spades for that dope-ass comment Because he said he feels like he's slowly taking us on a deeper vibe Which got me thinking about, like, the order of the songs And just the kind of messages we're getting at a track-by-track -track level 
And it does. It kind of feels like we're halfway through the album. He's empathized with us. He's connected with us. He's talked a little bit about struggles and histories. And now Carino is ready to go a little bit deeper with some of the shit, like questioning our faith systems, questioning what you believe in on every single level, adding in contradictions. Like you claim not to be afraid or like you go to church on Sunday, but then you're afraid of like your boss on Monday, you know, like who do you believe in? Do you believe in God or do you believe in corporate America? Do you believe in PlayStation? And here's the thing. I had two feelings listening to this shit and like it's kind of related to the same thing. I was both going, yo, okay, Reno's making big fat points here, but also, okay, dad, shut the fuck up already. Okay, dad, okay, I know dad. Like the whole fucking way through, it felt like my dad giving me a little bit of a lecture. But I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it because, yo, okay, Reno's spitting them hard facts and that truth. So what am I supposed to say? I think a game, this chorus is really fucking cool. It's slow, it's heavy. Um, I like the way he sings it, the way he uses his melodies. It's not like a thousand percent my favorite chorus. Um, but like, yo, it's on top of that, the depth of, so yeah, as, as Spage just said, it's not just like sonically, like his voice goes down, but at the same time, along with that, the depth of the messaging gets more intense. Now that we've talked about the past, it's like we're migrating into the present where you're being challenged now at yourself. You're being challenged to think about things like what you believe in. You're being challenged to question all the different things in your life. And I really like that about this song. I really like that as you listen to it, like every verse it was new examples okay it was new comparisons it wasn't reused stuff it isn't like you know like look here's the thing i'm a little bit like pandered to here because yo this could be like my facebook okay this could be the conversations i have with people online just regular so like it feels like a rapper is using his platform to have the kinds of conversations i like to have and he's he's making me think in the way that i would write a facebook post so i really enjoy that about this i think it makes it kind of fun um anyway on that note i don't have more to say about this track i'm giving it a 4.25 because sonically the beat that not thousand percent my thing but it's still uplifting it still serves all the purposes of what this project's doing and i think it's extremely well made so far so let's see what comes next after we've been challenged with our belief system let's take a quick lesson a quick listen to the voice yo here's the thing man i was really just vibing a lot um I feel like Kareno did a lot of versatile shit with his flow, and I was listening to his technique a lot more than I was listening and paying attention to his words. So I missed a lot of things in the first and second verse because I was really just dumbfounded by how cool this song sounded to me. I liked the beat a lot. I liked the beat so much. I just felt like it was encapsulating and shit. Um, it just felt like it really engrossed me. I liked the way he wrote it. I liked the way he rapped in multiple styles, right? And that's what's fucking cool about it. But on top of that, like anytime you really stop to pay attention to what he was saying, like I've been saying the whole time, it's interesting. You're rewarded for that experience. Um, the way he chopped up that flow. Yeah, you saw my face light up, yo. Like it was fucking nuts. That was a really, and he was so crisp, crisp and clear in every fucking syllable properly done properly placed completely in the pocket like tech nine did it himself or some shit it was fucking cool i i really loved that that got me delighted because i was i wasn't expecting it right like it just came out of nowhere and sounded great um so i was listening to the last verse and i was paying attention to him kind of talking to the ghost of himself and whatnot and kind of challenging his greatness and his legacy i guess don't be lazy don't be the kind of person that rides on your laurels another way to put it is don't make a song questioning how great you are and you keep repeating it because you're the best in the world and you hate everyone that criticizes you. Like, I guess it's just don't be that guy. 
and Kit Reno's not being that guy. Instead of having to write that song, he writes about like a house that's crumbling with this great metaphor encapsulating a whole thing that goes through industry poisons and toxins and shit. Uh, like my boy Spades takes from it to me is taking how the industry talking about how the industry kicks him around. Like I don't a thousand percent know what this sounds about, but it makes me want to fucking go back and listen again so that I can go figure it out. And I think that's the mark of a really good song when the technique is there, when the delivery is there, when the beat is on point, the mixing is on point, but you're also interested in the subject matter. And that's that's always subjective. You know, there's gonna be people that listen to this and don't think it's the greatest ever. That's cool. I'm 33 into my like old man shit, so like I'm not even interested in the kid side of life no more. And that's why I love that this exists because like let other people enjoy what they want, I guess. But this to me was some fire. This is a really cool song. Again, I can't give it the full five because I don't really know what it's about. So I'm gonna give it a four and a half on five because my my pleasure and enjoyment was super fucking high. And I guess we can go ahead and move on to the next track on this, which features Zero, a real Houston legend worth knowing about. If you don't know Zero, Google Zero. Look at his fucking record. Look at how much shit he's actually done. Look at how good he sounds across multiple decades. And then slap yourself in the face for not knowing who Zero is. Let's talk about No Love. Yo, No Love is dope, okay? No Love is fucking dope. Like I said that whole bit about Zero being a legend right before I came in. And then I think... Sorry, Karino. I think Zero Zero may have stole this track a little bit in terms of the flow. Um, my preference is to that fast, tricky, southern kind of flows. It is what it is. Like, yo, it's also that bravado. Like, when he's like, you think that's candy paint? Nah, that's not what it is. Like, that old man knows what the fuck is up and you punk-ass kid trying to fake it don't know what the fuck is up type G shit. I loved it. I love the way he fucking put it. I love the way it sounded. I can't help it. I love this intricate, fast-paced, kind of all-over-the-place flow. Yo, that guy is so in the pocket with the technique that I can't help but take my fucking hat off to him. I'm going to put it back on, though, because it says my city's name on it. Give me a quick second here. Uh, okay, now my hair's all fucked up, and I'm sure I look like awful, but it was worth it. I had to take my hat off to to zero's talent as i fucking readjust over here fair enough everybody the drama is what it is um but yo Karina also sounded dope and i love that this is a vibe tune almost taking you back into where they come from in a different element like almost like a positive culture of like <clears throat> where they're at but like a dislike for the fake shit that is trying to interpret and mimic what they are but also by flexing that they know the real reels and they know what's up so I really appreciated that. I really enjoyed listening to this song. I think Carino did some complex shit with his flows too. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Zero was was like it was like yo, here's the thing. When you're deep into an album sometimes Hearing like a refreshing feature, like the way Zero's performance brought like a, a light up, it's almost like a palate cleanser. Like when you do like one of those giant ass meals and they give you the mint or whatever to like cleanse your palate before the next course comes on through. And I feel like the way K Reno's used his features has served that kind of role. And it's really done well to keep the album feeling versatile and alive. Now, look, I know a lot of people are going to be like, but K Reno is the greatest ever and therefore he can always keep it alive. But like on the real reels to like average people, like, this is a really good way to keep it alive and make it more appealing. Like, I really feel like this is the most pop K Reno project I've heard so far. And I say that with all the compliments in the world. Because I think this is super accessible music. And with the level of messaging that K Reno brings to the table, I think accessibility is fucked. We had a whole good vibe going on. There were people sitting here watching. We was vibing. We was enjoying ourselves. 
and then my computer ran out of space like an amateur and I, I checked it and it was my hard drive was full and I was like uh oh and the video caught and everything stopped working and I panicked and um, it is what it is so we'll keep going on what I was saying before all that went down uh, since we were talking about no love over here is uh it's very accessible and i think accessibility is kind of an important thing that a lot of purists in the uh conversation don't think a lot about so you have a lot of hardcore fans it was it's like uh it's just like a tangential point as i get kind of warmed up again i'm gonna spark one up as we have a little chit chat because you know like the vibe got killed and this is gonna be in the youtube video part this is what it is so if you're watching on twitch accidents happen and shit anyway um i guess uh i had a little blunder in the k reno fan group confession time uh basically what happened is i proceeded to not pay attention to where the fuck i was communicating with people right <laughs> i wasn't really paying attention uh and i saw like eminem was throwing shade at k reno on that friday verse eminem knew k reno was dropping and i was like y'all y'all know like eminem is like whatever he's not like that kind of guy maybe he knows maybe he doesn't know who the fuck am i really gonna say right but at the time i was like it was the morning i wasn't paying attention and i came and dropped my shit and then the k reno it was good i was like nah man whatever but one of the things that like stood out to me was that the album didn't appear on genius and at first i sat there and i was almost critical of that idea like yo y'all don't get it your album has to be on genius it's so important and so accessible so it is but then i guess Kirino's maybe an exception to that rule like the guy's actually probably going to sell more physicals than like a lot of people will his facebook group's dedicated people's mad committed to buying his shit i think his money's in a decent place based on the love i'm seeing i could be wrong or at least it's on its way to like a pretty cool place right so i'm like thinking about it and then like this man's and i are having a conversation and he's like yo like Kirino's like the superhero man he's like fucking a marvel character like of course there's lore of course there's this shit and it really made me respect Kirino a whole lot more in that moment because he really does take his artistry to a bigger level so i feel like um i don't know even if this isn't necessarily related to the track uh it's just cool that like there's that level of dedication that surrounds him and his imagination and the way he rolls with it but yo back to this track so the accessibility point i was like maybe his stuff doesn't necessarily need to be on genius because there is that grassroots movement there are people willing to spread the word about carino but allow me to be abundantly clear with the words out on display even more people would hear about carino and like i get it there's like a million ways to grassroots organize like Here's some big kudos to the Carino fan base. They all like coordinated to like update their album cover to Carino's album cover in solidarity to spread love, which is mad modern, really smart, really fucking cool. Uh, my cousin did it. A lot of people did it. It was like really cool to see. So that was really dope. Maybe I'm wrong about the need for something like a genius for a fan base like Carino's, but like I think Carino's pretty brilliant. And like listening to this track, no love. And I think it's no love. Let me just double check just in case. Because uh, everything's put it back up again. Um, yeah, no love with zero. Like, there's no love for the fake shit. And they really are dropping a lot of real in their stuff. I touched on it a little bit before. And the flows are really talented. Everything on a musicality front's right in the pocket. The song's big. I listened to it again as we got the stream back going. And it's just as enjoyable. Like, the fact is that these guys, with their wisdom, are coming through and using their age. And everything that comes with that to convey a powerful sense of boss. Like I like it when K Reno's rapping about the money. 
Like we are all about that paper. Like it's important to value yourself as a human being as you provide services to people. Like we moved to Twitch because there's more of a revenue potential here than on something on YouTube. Sure, we still on the tool, but like being live on Twitch is just a smarter choice for anybody that fucks around with live. It's just a better platform for it, right? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm not right about everything on accessibility. But musically, I think the album is really accessible so far. And Zero's verse increases the accessibility was what I was trying to convey with all that. Uh, this is like when you're watching this after. It's like two fucking videos squished together. But anyway, um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Really, really fucking impressive experience. And now we can continue on our journey through the album as we talk about Made It Through. All right, so we are back. Lesson learned is delete shit on your computer. Don't let it get full, but no, we are back. Um, this is a really powerful song. Um, and I like that he put it deep in the album after you got some political, after you got some hyped up shit, kind of gave you a chance to resonate, but then he decided to bring us to a place where I'll be real with you. A lot of people don't know how to handle this topic, uh, as would be my feelings, and the topic would be like a woman who has gone through some kind of an abuse when she is younger, and like just take it back home if you look at metrics uh towards sexual assault towards women in quebec it's staggering how many women have been through a thing in their life staggering is the the right word for it yo yo spades that is literally my cousin that is literally my family anyway not to cut you out myself off whatever i just had to throw that out um anyway so when you look at like the staggering amount of like just shit that's out there and then there is a lot of trauma, a lot of like, just a lot of like hurt that exists in the world. And I think what K Reno does with this song is he shows empathy in the first verse, addressing the past and acknowledgement that this is an unfortunate thing that happened, right? But what's really special about it is his approach in the second verse or the whatever, when he starts going in a little bit on how he as a man is supposed to behave in this moment to properly, um, manage i guess a woman that is going through that kind of situation of healing and, and and how to deal with it and just i don't know like consent's important and a few other things that he mentioned and i think it's really cool i think it's handled really well i mean i could go on and say that Reno's flow is really good and that his storytelling moves everything along properly but i guess it's just like look none of the bars feel wasted everything feels like it exists to move the narrative along and I think he really handles the topic with a lot of maturity in a way that anybody listening can kind of benefit from what it sounds like, right? Like, it's not just, it's not just like random, like, like, like when Lil Wayne did How to Love, it kind of sounded aloof, right? Like, it doesn't get deeper than I admire uh, popping bottles and, or I, whatever. His fucking lines about stripper shit is pretty vapid is what I'm trying to say. But, like, the way K. Reno handled this was, like, yo, there's a lot of dudes who might need some advice on how to handle this situation, and there's a lot of women that have gone through this situation. Um, the fact that the situation is is there's not a lot of guidelines or rules or advice out there that's really well-rounded. And, look, if based on my experiences, like, every line in this song comes off, like, sincere and, and practical. Like, I don't have the lyrics in front of my face. I'm sorry, but... I'm really impressed, like blown away. This is such a cool song. Like, is it something I'm going to throw on every day? Nah, it's kind of heavy. It feels heavy because it's on a heavy topic, 
but would I throw this on? For sure, because like it's the kind of thing that reminds you of Grace, how you're supposed to be from your big bro KB. No, it is what it is. Ronnie Spencer does a beautiful job. I don't think I gave him his credit yet. He sounds wonderful. Uh, he just does what he does. He sings on it, and it's beautiful. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm not great with words sometimes, which is terrible because it's a live show. But let's move on to the next track because, yo, this one's power and it hit heavy. And I don't know. I don't even know what it sounds like. But at what point featuring Big Fats is next on our journey through K. Reno's A Long Short Way? Yo, that beat is, that beat is fucking wavy. The way K. Reno bopped in some of those modern flows just to be like, fuck y'all, smack you, I can do it. And then goes back to himself and just kept it real. I really, really like that. And I like that in particular because, yo, maybe it's just my interpretations and I'm reading it. But when I had my conversation with Carino, I asked him specifically if he would ever dabble in that kind of thing. And he said, nah, I do what I do. But I'm glad he did this because this is like, again, like the most popish fucking cool shit I've heard him do. Not like to say his other shit's not cool. I know a lot of y'all love K Reno. And I love K Reno, dude. That's not that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Because I fucking am smiling. This is a good use of my time. Best fucking album I heard in the last two days, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but like I just feel like part of it is that I want to dance a lot more in my life. I'm looking for funner vibes in my life because it's a morose and depressing time. And I feel like K Reno managed to make this sound that like I would genuinely and sincerely vibe to in my present mind state to get some positive vibes on this. Like, yo, this is fucking such a cool tune again. The way he fucking chops it up rhythmically is cool. His bias is on point, like I've been saying. In regards to, again, that like... Like, I don't have any specifics. I'm super sorry. My mind is blanking. But, like, the fact is, the energy he's giving me is this sense that I can push through the darkness with it. I think Big Fats' flow was so cool. He had this weird, like, delayed effect the entire verse where, like, he was kind of late the whole time. But he did it on time because if you're late the whole time, you're not really late, right? You're just on a different rhythm scheme than maybe my brain was willing to process. And I loved that about his flow and the way he sounded. And again, he adds like this spice to the album. And I'm pretty sure these guys is all going to be around Houston and whatnot. And it just makes his scene sound so versatile and alive. It has all this different kinds of energy coming through on the track. Um, but when you stop and you listen to the words... Everything is coherent and makes a lot of fucking sense. It's some grown man shit. I really appreciate this tune again. Um, I'm sorry I don't have the most insightful breakdown of the lyrics. This is like I heard it the one time and it is what it is. But I love this song again. It's a 4.5. And most importantly, I want to listen to it again. Because I was turning up and I was fucking learning up. And I like to turn in and learning, okay? Turning and learning is the vibe of this fucking album. And I think that's what makes this a fucking smash. Like... It hit my contender for album of the year at this moment in my mind because I realized I kind of like it. I like it. Turning and learning is my new term for the vibe of this K Reno album. Let's move on with Picture This Featuring Lady. Let's see if we keep it up. Yeah, no, that was a very rewarding last couple of seconds. It's just kind of what it is. I love this song. This was so pretty. Definitely on the more pop radio friendly glassy side of things, but I mean... It's so hopeful and it's so uplifting for this time frame, right? Like if we think about the album as a journey, right? We start off with the hard education. Then there's some empathy in the struggle. Then there's a little bit of wordplay to give y'all a break. It's a palate cleanser there. But he keeps it back on a story and kind of describes different things. Brings on some friends. We learn about more struggles. But out as the album's kind of progressed, we flipped into this. Here's some solutions. 
this is how I see the world in my head. And if we do these things, maybe we can replicate this utopian vision I'll put forward. And a lot of things are beautiful, man. A lot of parts of this track are really well informed, really interesting ideas about, you know, wealth distribution and socioeconomic ways of dealing with each other that will break free of really toxic systems and it's a lot of stuff where like even i'm sitting there going yo like a lot of things the middle class does doesn't make a lot of sense like like if you really think about it why are we so like against like living with some peeps you know like have a couple here like imagine three couples living in like a six and a half like that is six fucking incomes coming into one household rents dirt cheap now and I don't know, with six people, we could all just get, like, a fat-ass, beautiful penthouse-type shit, right? Like, if we all think about it practically. And then we just don't do it. We go live in our own little fucking closet somewhere. I don't know. Just It's just maybe a person. It's just, like, when I was listening to this song, I find myself tapping into that, like, questioning the things that make sense or don't make sense about the world. And with everything happening these days, it's almost like we're forced to question what could we do next. So... I love the beautiful twist you put on, on, on this album here where now it's like we're looking at how can we make it better in a tangible way. And I think that's what's really interesting about K. Reno um, is everything here is so tangible. These are all things you can Google. And like if I guarantee you if you spot check any fucking bar on this track, there's at least an idea behind it. Like I don't necessarily a thousand percent agree on the idea of not having GMOs, but I understand what he means when he says this GMO thing. There's like this this stigma, there's like bad GMOs, but then like there's good GMOs, so it's a weird one for me. But the fact is, if you go look into it, you're going to have your brain tickled and you're going to go study some shit that you should probably just have an opinion on or learn about in the first place. And I think that's what makes this, this album special and Kerino special in general is that, that that's what the focus of his music is. So yes, we kept on turning and we kept on learning up on this one. Let us check out what happens on the next project. Be okay. So like, <clears throat> sorry about that. So like this morning, I was thinking about the pressures of the world. Like a lot's changed in my life in the last month. A lot of very cool opportunities are happening. As an example, like tomorrow on this very Twitch channel, we're going to be talking to rap legend Iron Solomon, who on the real I didn't know existed in November. Like I discovered his name for the first time. So then I found that it looks like literally like my fucking doppelganger, which was crazy. Just this legend looks exactly like me. Like my entire image is this rap legend's. <laughs> like literally there's like there's like me with a grayer beard it was fucking weird to see that right i don't know i woke up fucking anxious it was just in a fucking weird day i had a phone call that threw me off it was a, it was a weird vibe i don't know the weight of the world and shit so listen to this i just feel like it continues on with that everything's gonna be okay vibe right like I don't know, man, like, sometimes I don't I don't personally ever stop and think about myself and am I going to be okay, right? Like, we all grind, 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 grind in this fucking culture and, I don't know, mental health and shit are probably more worth caring about than a lot of us take the time to think about for ourselves. And I guess that's what this song had me thinking about, you know, things are going to be okay. Because, yo, y'all don't notice, but, like, in the summer, I was like, yo probably gonna like not necessarily keep doing this shit and if i had stopped imagine you know like i wouldn't be here today talking to y'all which would be kind of sad i like the version of life where i'm doing this so the song had me going there with it but also left with this hopeful sense of like yo don't worry about it dog it is what it is in terms of life but it's gonna be okay it's so uplifting it's so upbeat in terms of tone and again it's like 
a parallel to one of the earlier tracks where the negative stress was more prevalent, but now it's like a meditative exercise and we've gone through all the hurdles of self-discovery and, and, comp and, and dealing with things. And then we've gotten to the end where we're like kind of learning to let go a bit. I didn't really listen to the third verse as much as I wasn't maybe its target audience so, so much. And I was kind of thinking about myself in that moment. So it is kind of what it is there. But I, I want to go back and hear this one again, too. I think what Kirino has created here is a really interesting vibe for the times, right? Where you're forced to kind of, with your time, reflect upon yourself and then go through this journey. And he almost seems to be walking you through his very publicly and i think it is a beautiful and interesting thing he has created here that will in fact help a lot of people and serve to be like a useful tool to a lot of people to guide them through it's like what i don't know guys in their late 40s are supposed to do with their music if you were to ask me what i'd want from them just saying so i'm giving this another four and a half it is empirically fucking great i can't think of any flaws in it the songwriting is near perfect and the subject matter is fucking great uh, I, I can't call it perfect. I heard it one time, okay? It'd be like remiss to my like credibility to just instantly call it a perfect song. So that's what it is. I have to hear it more to know. Let's talk about the pandemic. Get it? I like it. Um, this is one of the more barzy tracks where he's doing that grandiosity thing, but simultaneously commenting on the state of the world at the same time. Like a lot of people are like waking up to the fact that something fishy is going on in the world, and there. Are, like, I don't want to go too much into that side of things because where I'm at, my two levels of government don't agree. But it's not really a conspiracy why the Quebec government wants us to, like, you know, stay home. So he gets reelected and that's the right thing for him as the leader of the province to be saying for everybody in the province. Which is mostly the way shit's divided, made up of people who are not living in cities. It's mostly rural people who decide Quebec politics, so Montreal is pretty fucking irrelevant. That's why weed got banned publicly. Um, simultaneously of the Montreal mayor encouraging people to go downtown and shop. Why? Because she doesn't get reelected if the corporate people don't have her back. And downtown Montreal's corporate side is fucking hating her because, let's be real, everything's fucked up right now over, like, some shit that's out of her control. But politics is kind of whack. So it's like I look at the situation and my brain breaks shit down like that. However, if you were to say the people in charge don't know what the fuck they're doing and don't give a shit about us, I'm down there, like, go down that line of theories because, yo, this pandemic has been a bunch of wonky motherfucking shit as far as political decisions and backtracking has been done. I've been in lockdown since September. It's not very pleasant. We are in December, and it is at least till January something. So, woo, we are here, folks. Not to be like that guy, but I don't know. I guess that's it. But, like, he's right. Like, for people who are just waking up to it, I don't know, man. Kirino been talking about stuff like this for a hot minute. Like, the world's been, like, transparently kind of broken for a while. And now it's, like, it's just, like, this situation is just kind of like a catalyst moment. I don't know. Maybe there is some bad people trying to do some bad things in this time. Do I really know better? Nah. Kirino's probably learned a lot about a lot of things I don't know shit all about. So I'm going to trust that that sub layer that he added to this track to like think more and be more aware is really cool to mix into his grandiosity to show how like hyper smart and cool he is with his bars with that regard that was that was really really fucking like a really good mix i think it's the right way to approach this kind of subject matter it made it not corny to me 
it made it like super interesting. It made it like a vibe that I could appreciate and I can get on board with. All that to say, this track was cool. Um, I guess like I will keep it on. I'm less driven to this kind of track in general, just cause puns and shit aren't my forte. I like the more story flossy shit. I liked like Carino and Zero Bossing a little bit more than I like this, but this was still a very good tune, and I can see how a lot of people into the bar side of things are gonna fucking love it to death. And like the way Carino does his magic of writing is like like I said before in other uh, videos, is playing on the impossibility of your imagination. He forces your brain to picture scenarios that almost can't exist in reality. And he does that better than almost anybody I've ever seen. And I think that's a really cool thing. Like, K-Reno may have one of the best imaginations in hip-hop in that regard. So that's a good flex, in my opinion. Um, anyway, I think that's really explored in, that, in this song, and it's one of those ones. There is still one more on this project that we're going to listen to together. Because this album's pretty dope. Definitely a contender for album of the year, in my opinion, at this point. I don't know what those are yet. I have to really think about that. But this one made the list of ones I have to re-listen to and consider. So, Fly Away is the last track, and I hope y'all stick with me. Okay. Yo, that was the best song on the album, in my opinion. That was my favorite song. I laughed. I felt like empathy from Reno, and I felt like I literally lived through this shit on my regular. Not, not that that many people is gossiping at me, but like... When he's saying shit like depression is contagious, keep that shit away from me. I'm like, I feel that. Like, I try so hard to keep negative vibes out of my soul because I take things way too seriously. I take jokes way too seriously. I take everything way too seriously. So, like, knowing that, it's, like, on me to, like, manage my life in such a way where I can keep that negative shit away from me. And I love the fact that the essence of this song is keep your gossipy ass, fake ass fucking garbage away. Just keep that bullshit away from me. I have no time for your shit. I'm going to try and keep my stuff proper and I'm going to do it. It's hilarious. The way it constructs the bars are just really like, they're like the kinds of puns that I find myself highly attracted to here because they're alluding to like real life things that affect me personally. Like I, I don't have the time to be people's therapists and like solve minute problems i'm barely able to keep my shit together like i got like my own stuff to like work through sorry i didn't get back to you for four days type shit you know like man it's like this song resonated again like really heavy like i felt like okay was just having a conversation with me letting me know that like these feelings are normal and it's okay to be like fuck off with your bullshit if you're like unwilling to like add value or be something cool because like most important lesson in that is if they're willing to gossip about the next man they're gonna gossip about you the second you give them an opportunity to and even if you don't they may fabricate some claims and gosh Carino really is like this guy in the game that like if you are looking for this refreshing breath of mature air is just there and it's just amazingly well put together and I don't know. I get this track of five, okay? I know I didn't want to give a lot of fives, but, yo, undeniably, this is my favorite song on the album. Let's bring it on back just a little, little bit, Stan, and talk about 
the album as a whole as we move into the wrap-up portion because yo this album is a trip i love it i love the structure of it the way he sequenced the songs from the intro where he describes the history of the album to the hard time slash a long short way where it's like both his history and struggle and his people's history and struggle then gives you a little break with mark and melody does what he's got to do still i rise we get back into the main themes the hard times never loved you more complicated stuff who do you believe in questioning our values and shit and as we progress right it gets you kind of like peeling back the layers of your psychoses and kind of like getting you to think about some trauma shit and getting you to force you to like actually face some demons and then as the album goes on and you're in that place and you're all raw he flips it and starts to take you out of it in this positive direction towards like better days and like yo i was not in the happiest mood or the best state of mind i would say when i started doing this review and let me be real with y'all it crashed in the middle like you know how awkward it is to have a live stream crash in the what the fuck is wrong moment of it but now i'm sitting here after this album and while i'm still a little bit frazzled with stuff to do after and things i feel like less alone corny as that may be Kirino made me feel less alone and less anxious as i went through this album and I've made a couple of Eminem comparisons, but Eminem laughed at me as a guy who makes content thinking about other people's musics. And K. Reno made me feel better. I don't know. I think, like, between these two men, it's it's kind of clear to me which one deserves my support. Regardless of what everyone might talk about, skill and accolades is the biggest takeaway I could make from listening to both those projects in two days. I don't know. Maybe I'm just salty. Maybe not, but I feel like K. Reno did something for the people on this one. This is like a good, meaty compilation of music that is just designed to make people feel better. And it's really cool. And I just like that I got that because it's like I needed that after the fucking waste of space that was that fucking Marshall Mathers B-side. Especially, yo, because the first music to be murdered by was so good. I'm just so disappointed by that. Thankfully, K. Reno dropped two amazing albums this year. And that's a really cool thing, okay? Because y'all best be checking, what is it, fucking uh, Hood, uh, Mind Vision, something? Wow, I'm terrible at promoting stuff. I like the album, whatever. I enjoyed that one a lot, too. I enjoyed the four-piece. I enjoyed even the Cartoon Orgy song. Because if you don't know what Cartoon Orgy is, you are absolutely fucking missing out. Anyhow, thank y'all for being here with me. I really do appreciate it. I'm not even cutting the stream after. I will take... A quick little fucking pee break. Don't get me wrong. But I really appreciate you being here with me though. Definitely feel free to leave a little comment. Uh, if you're on another platform watching this after. Feel free to follow if you like this kind of thing man. You appreciate this kind of world. Um, feel free to follow. Show love like that. Otherwise, yeah, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. If you want to support what we do, patreon.com slash behind that suit, or if you're on Twitch, one of those cool Twitch ways. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. You got to ask for money when you're doing this game. Uh, I make music myself. You can feel free to check that out. Links in descriptions and all that good stuff. But yo, thank y'all for being here. And as the official end of this episode of the K Reno album review for a long short way on the Headspace podcast, live long and prosper everyone.